sound familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Breastfeeding is definitely something that you have to learn on the job, and partner support can be absolutely crucial to a breastfeeding mom's view of her success. But for a partner who isn't lactating, it can often be difficult to know what his or her supporting role is and how to assist his or her breastfeeding partner. So what can a partner do prenatally and postpartum to increase his or her partner's chance of meeting her breastfeeding goals? Today, I'm thrilled to welcome a brand new expert to the show. Hector Cruz is a commercial editorial portrait photographer based out of Tennessee, a first-time dad, and the founder of Project Breastfeeding, a national campaign with the mission of destigmatizing public breastfeeding, educating men, and empowering women. Today, we are talking about partner support for the breastfeeding mom. This is a Boob Group, episode 93. Breast milk, it does a baby good. Silly daddy, boobs are for babies. I make milk. What's your superpower? If my breastfeeding offends you, put a blanket over your head. Dairy diva. Don't be lactose intolerant. Nursing nature's own breast enhancement. Meals on heels. Whoever said there's no use crying over spilled milk never had to pump. Breast milk. All udders are inferior. Whatever your point of view, we're here to support your breastfeeding goals. We're the Boob Group, because mothers know breast. Welcome to the Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. The Boob Group is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for all things related to breastfeeding. I'm your host, Robin Kaplan. I'm also an International Board Certified Lactation Consultant and owner of the San Diego Breastfeeding Center. We just want to say thanks to all of our loyal listeners who have joined our Boob Group Club. Our members get bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. Subscribe to our monthly newsletter for a chance to win a membership to our club each month. Another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free app available in the Android and iTunes Marketplace. Today, I am joined by four lovely panelists in the studio. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please introduce yourselves? We'll start with you, Jenna. Uh, my name is Jenny Kuda. I'm 24. I work with children with special needs through the Navy. I have one daughter, and she is 10 months old. My name is uh, David Ikuda. I'm Jenna Ikuda's husband. I'm 25. I'm a, I work for the U.S. Navy. I'm at EOD Tech. We have one little girl named Scarlett, and she is 10 months old. Awesome. All right. And um, Chelsea. Um, my name is Chelsea, and I work as a assistant for a church. I have one child, and he is eight months old. My name is Adam Powell. Um, I'm an operations manager for a vending machine company. I'm 29, and uh, we have one child, Addison. He's eight months old. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for coming on to the show today. Um, I also just want to quickly introduce our producer, MJ, who is going to share a little bit about our virtual panelist program. Yes. 
So many of you already know of and contribute to our VP program, so thank you. Um, you really are helping support other mamas out there. Uh, those of you who don't know about our VP program, it's a great way to join our online conversation when we record. If you're not local or you just can't be in the studio with us, but you still want to share your story or your opinion about our topics, you can. When we record, we post on our social medias the same questions we ask our in-studio panelists, and we may even read your comment while we tape. So check out our website theboobgroup.com under the community tab to find more info on being a VP and possible perks for participation. All right, thanks MJ. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Sound familiar? (coughs) If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. So here's a question from one of our listeners. This is from Pippa, and this is what she wrote. Hello, boob group from a windy, rainy London. I love your show and listen every week, usually at about 4 a.m. while I'm expressing. It certainly helps to pass the time. I love that. Thank you, Pippa. Um, My question is this. My expressed milk tastes like soap. I've been struggling to get my four-month-old to take a bottle. Could this be the reason, and what can I do about it? Thanks so much, and keep up the great work. Pippa. Hi, boob group listeners. My name is Veronica Tingzon. I'm a board-certified lactation consultant and owner of the Original Comfort Food Lactation Services. Pippa, what this can actually be is a highlight phase content. And uh, what that means is that you have enzymes, lipase, which are in your lipids or your fat cells of your milk. And it ends up degrading the milk by breaking down those fat cells and causing the milk to ultimately start to spoil, Um, just like with any other milk that you would purchase, whether it's cow's milk or or goat's milk or anything like that, those milks have to be pasteurized so that they don't spoil too quickly. Um, And the process is the same with the breast milk where you are going through a breakdown of the milk when it gets stored and it needs to be pasteurized. In order to pasteurize it, What you'll need to do is take your expressed breast milk, freshly expressed, put it into a little um, saucepan and put it over a medium heat. And then um, just before that starts to boil, uh, we call that scalding it, um, the milk will start releasing a bubble here, a bubble there. um, And you want to take it off of the heat just as it starts to do that bubble release process right before it boils. You can then have your milk cool off and then store it in bottles, preferably glass bottles. There are very thick storage glass bottles that you can purchase. Um, And if you do that, put it in the freezer, 
it should be fine when you uh, go to heat it up and feed it to your baby. So Pippa, you can also look up on the internet, Google highlight haze in express breast milk and you can get some more information on it. That soapy taste or maybe a rancid taste that you might uh, get from your express breast milk, that's because you have a very high lipase content in your milk. Um, good thing you're catching this early and not when you've got, you know, 30 frozen milk bags in your freezer. And uh, unfortunately, at that point in time, many moms do throw away their milk. So hopefully this takes care of your problem. Thanks, Pippa, for calling the good group. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So today on The Boob Group, we're discussing how partners can support their breastfeeding spouses or significant others. Our expert, Hector Cruz, is a commercial editorial portrait photographer based out of Tennessee, a first-time dad, and the founder of Project Breastfeeding, a national campaign with a mission of destigmatizing public breastfeeding, educating men, and empowering women. Thanks for joining us, Hector, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sure. So, Hector, you are a new dad with a brand new project called Project Breastfeeding, inspired by your experiences of becoming a new dad and your wife's early struggles with breastfeeding. How did these new experiences inspire you to create Project Breastfeeding? Oh, wow. Um, There was a lot of experiences that went into um, inspiring me to create Project Breastfeeding, but there was quite a, uh, I guess the major one in particular was the fact that I didn't feel like I was ever part of um, that journey with her. There wasn't really any resources for dads out there. Um, when it came to learning about breastfeeding and how we could support our wives, I just figured it was something that women took care of themselves. Um, they, you know, mom and baby automatically knew what to do. And so through the lack of resources uh, and my personal experience, it just that inspiration came and, and Project Breastfeeding was kind of formed from that. And so what were your experiences like at your wife's prenatal appointments? And did you attend a prenatal breastfeeding class with her? The experience at the prenatal appointments, I mean, when we found out, I mean, we went through about, we went through 10 and a half years of of infertility and trying to have a child and uh, going through the ups and downs that kind of go with that, with that journey as well. And when we finally found out that we were pregnant, you know, I was elated. I was excited and I wanted nothing more than to be a part of everything that went along with that. And so when it came to doing the the prenatal classes, I went to every single one of them, to the appointments, I went to them. But my experience in there was that I was quickly relegated to the blue chair in the corner. Um, And I wasn't allowed to be a part of the process. You know, the doctors didn't really talk to me if I had questions uh, they would answer them, but they would look at my wife. They wouldn't look at me. And so I just kind of really felt like I was pushed aside and wasn't allowed to be a part of that. Um, when it came to the breastfeeding class, my wife called to make um, reserve her spot to go. And when she was on the phone, they told her, you know, your husband isn't allowed to come. There are no men allowed 
in the in the breastfeeding classes. We don't want to make any women feel uncomfortable. And it didn't make sense to me because all the women were still pregnant. Right. There, <laughs> there weren't going to be any naked breasts in there yet. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so I, I was really bummed about that. Actually, the entire pregnancy, that was the only class that I was not allowed to attend or, and didn't attend. So I took it upon myself at that point that I'm going to drop my wife off. I'm going to grab my laptop and I'm going to shoot over to Starbucks and wait for her. And I'm going to try and learn as much as I can about breastfeeding. There was nothing out there for men. It was all material that was written by women for women. And so I just kind of, you know, went into the sea of stuff, of information that I just, I did not know how to navigate at all. How, how did that make you feel? Well, it made me feel real kind of um, lost. I feel, again, it just kind of reinforced in me that maybe that's just not my role. Maybe I just don't play a role in that. And I just need to kind of give that up and, and I'll take care of everything else that goes along with with what I guess what we feel men should be taken care of with is, you know, let's make sure that we have the right car and let's make sure we have, you know, the crib to set up and everything else, you know, because that's my role and I don't need to worry about this, this part of the, the uh, relationship between my, my wife and my child that was about to be born. Okay. So I'd love to um, open this up to now our panelists in the studio. So the, for the dads in the room, um, how involved did you feel you were during this prenatal time? Did you attend these appointments and the classes? And did you feel like the practitioners and the teachers involved you in the conversation? Um, David, do you mind starting? Yeah, I. the prenatal appointments and the classes, they were more focused on the baby. They didn't really focus on after the baby. Mm-hmm. And and I, I noticed that a lot with a lot of the appointments and everything we went to. And so we didn't really get involved it was more of like you sat in the chair like Hector was referring to and you just kind of sat there and okay yeah that's how things went how about the classes did you attend classes oh yes we had, we attended the classes uh the, the classes I felt were were more helpful but they were again they were more geared towards the women the, okay. the men were just kind of like yeah I'm, I'm here yeah taking in the information but not necessarily as involved with it all right how about you Adam um, I definitely think that, that a lot of the prenatal, uh, when it comes to breastfeeding, is all very theoretical. And y- you hear a lot about it, and it seems like it's going to be very easy. And so you're like, oh, yeah, like I don't really need to worry about that stuff much. Um, and then, uh, so so I, I, didn't feel, I didn't feel left out or anything. I just, uh, I just noticed that that after the baby was actually here, I was like, oh, this, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mom's in the room. Did you feel like your partner's support prenatally made a difference in how he was able to help you with breastfeeding in the beginning? So coming to those appointments and coming to those classes. How about you, Chelsea? Um, I definitely think so, because we actually attended um, a class that, that you were teaching. And I remember um, in the class, Adam was very um, attentive and he was taking a lot of notes. And I think one of the most important things he learned from that class was like, you know, if it's going rough, get help as soon as possible, whether, you know, you as the the dad call to get help or you help the mom, but just get help. So I think that was a big thing for us. Yeah. How about you, Jenna? That's a tough one for me because I feel like there was so much emphasis on me and me having to remember everything that it 
it took a lot of, of the power that he could have had away from him from being empowered to f- feel like, okay, should I get help for my wife? Should I get help for my daughter? We had the roughest start to breastfeeding and he was there for every appointment and every single time, but it was a lot of, we don't know what we're doing, but if we were educated in the beginning or if he was feeling more comfortable in the classes to be able to ask those questions, I feel like we could have been more prepared for it. That's a really good point. Hector, do did you do any preparation on your own? You you had mentioned you went to Starbucks to kind of look at this um, information on breastfeeding. Would you now recommend to your friends who are having children to do anything differently than maybe you had? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I tried to, to do as much as I could on my own when it came to, to, to breastfeeding and learning because I knew that that was an important uh, decision that my wife had made, and I knew that it was very important that she wanted to breastfeed and she wanted to form that bond. But like, again, like I said, there was not a lot of resources. And I, um, what I tell my friends now, and I've got a few friends that are expecting, um, I tell them, you know what, the best thing that I could do, because like, like the guys say, like David and and Adam said, you know, you go to these classes and a lot of times it's just geared, even the prenatal classes are geared towards the women and the baby. I think the most interaction I had in that class was, stand up and hold your wife this way while she breathes. And I'm looking at her just practicing these really weird breathing exercises. And I'm just like, Oh my God, let's get out of here. Like it just it didn't make any sense, you know? And that was the most interaction. So what I tell parents now, especially when it comes to breastfeeding, I definitely encourage men to spend a little bit. I mean, it's, it's not even a big cost. I think a lot of people think it's a huge cost, but find a, a certified lactation consultant and bring them in, pay the cost to have somebody come in, teach you what a, um, the ins and outs of breastfeeding and how you can play a certain role. I know that that's what I ended up having to do is um, after my daughter was born, we had no clue, like at all. We were clueless. I was extremely clueless. Um, I figured, hey, well, my wife's got her breast. My daughter should know automatically what to do. Um, and so I ended up hiring a lactation consultant to come into the hospital and um, teach us how how to do this, you know, because I, like everything up until that point when you go to the prenatal classes, it seems pretty easy. It seems like everything's going to go kind of smooth. Um, but once the baby's born, it, it's just you forget everything that was ever told to you in any of those classes. So, <laughs> you know, what I tell my friends now is, especially like I said, when it comes to breastfeeding is go out, look for a lactation consultant, somebody that's going to take um, all of your questions and all of the um, concerns that you have and really sit down with you and explain to you what breastfeeding entails. All right. And, and for the dads in the room too, you know, Adam, you were mentioning that where, when you were, when you were in the class that everything kind of seemed easy and you were taking notes and stuff like that. Are there ways that you, did you feel like you were prepared to help your wife with breastfeeding or do you feel like there were things that could have been added? And even though it's my class, I would love to hear. What <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to start furiously <laughs> taking notes as well because it's so important. I definitely feel like I was as prepared as I could have been. Um, it's, it's just, it really is one of those things that, that you don't, you don't know what you're up against until it's until you're actually trying to do it. Yeah. How about how about you, David? Um, as far as preparedness before the before her, I you know you you think you know everything, you think you're ready for it, and 
and yet you still the only thing you you learn is that you know nothing. <laughs> um, but as far as for like when we well as, when we got further along in the process with learning how to breastfeed with her and and whatnot, the, the biggest thing I learned as far as being the partner is that the the simple little things that when she doesn't eat, her milk supply will go down. So mm-hmm. keep making sure that you have snacks in the car, making sure that you have this and that with you. It it made a bigger difference in the in afterwards because there is such a big learning curve but that's just part of having a kid yeah absolutely all right when we come back Hector's going to discuss his brand new project as well as how partner support can make a huge difference in mom's comfort level with breastfeeding in public we'll be right back Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to the show. We're here with Hector Cruz, and we are talking about partner support for the breastfeeding mom. So, Hector, what do you hope Project Breastfeeding will do to educate about the importance of partner support? Well, I believe that, um, I really believe that men are the key when it comes to breastfeeding support in general, whether it's in the medical field, whether it's, you know, out personal and friends, we are the key to it. Um, you know, women are just expected, well, it's, it's just a role they take on as mothers. It's expected to just know what to do and you're the mom. Uh, but for men, we just don't have that. And so with Project Breastfeeding, um, my goal with this, uh, my ultimate goal with Project Breastfeeding is to have breastfeeding support classes for fathers where they can come in and ask all the questions that we have. And I honestly feel like men have really insightful questions when it comes to uh, childbirth and, and breastfeeding and um, and all of that. So my major goal is to have an, to build an organization that will help educate men, especially first-time fathers. I think the second time around, you know a little bit more. You're a little bit more prepared. Um, but as a first-time father, especially myself, I, I was scared. I was just like, I have no idea. I was scared of the labor. Is my wife going to turn into this, you know, like person <laughs> I don't know for a couple hours? I mean, what do I do there? And so it's, and there's there's just a lot that goes into that. And like I said, there's just not enough resources out there for fathers, by fathers. Um, to help us along with that. So that is that is my ultimate goal with Project Breastfeeding and really to help destigmatize uh, just breastfeeding in public and, and giving those support. How, how can we support, support our spouses um, on that journey so that they feel successful uh, when they start it? All right. Ladies, um, I know that you both have incredibly um, supportive um, husbands, um, which is why one of the reasons we wanted you both on the show as well. But how how critical was your partner's breastfeeding support during those early weeks and months? Um, Jenna, you want to start? <laughs> I would have given up in the hospital um, if it wasn't for him telling me, just shake your head and say, yes, we'll give her the formula to get us out of the hospital. I would have I would have stopped right then just because it was so rough in the beginning. 
Um, and he constantly was asking, okay, well, what else can we do? Do we go see an acupuncturist? Do we see a chiropractor? What else is there that we can do to make this successful for you? And he knew that I was so emotionally ingrained into this journey for the last eight years. This is what I had wanted to do and what my goal for being able to raise my, my kids was. And he was just absolutely critical. There there would have been so many times that I would have given up had it not been for him telling me, okay, is this really what you want? At those 2 a.m. just moments where you're, where you're feeding and you're just so exhausted. And he wakes up and he's like, can I get you some water? Can I get you something to eat? And you just lose it. Because if it weren't for that partner support you wouldn't be able to meet those goals that you wanted to feed your child with. Absolutely. How about you, Chelsea? Um, I think for me, I probably would have ended up in a a sane asylum because I was just (laughs) so stressed out about it. I mean, just so incredibly stressed about not being able to feel like I could nurture my child. And so his support and just like keeping me going and, you know, waking up with me in the middle of the night just to sit there with me because I was like, this is so hard. I don't want to be alone. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's what helped me to be able to keep going and to overcome um, some of that stress to be able to relax enough to um, kind of get some of it together to and just him he's like I'll go to the you know the lactation appointment with you and I'll you know take pictures so that we know what it's supposed to look like so when we get home I can be like this is what the picture looked like you know let's try to he would help me try to position Addison and just to do all these different things while Addison would be napping he would be like reading the baby book about like like you know how like the baby should be latching and all this stuff I look over at him and just that he cared so much about it because he knew it was so important to me um I think that's what really helped me keep going mm-hmm. absolutely um Hector I know that you you've touched briefly on this whole destigmatizing of breastfeeding in public too and I as a lactation or breastfeeding advocate, I should say. Um, it, it's so hard when I hear that women don't feel comfortable going out in public because it relegates them to their house and feeling like they just can't get back into the life that they, they enjoyed prior to baby and so, or previous to baby. So um, why, why have you decided to include this as one of your goals for how, how partners support um, the breastfeeding mom? Well, I think that I... I believe that no woman should ever have to feel ashamed or, um, that, you know, to do what's just the best thing for her child. And she's just, and, or a baby should have to wait to eat because it makes somebody uncomfortable. I grew up in a culture where breastfeeding is just par for the course. It's just what done, you know, uh, women in Mexico where my family comes from, it, it was very, it's very normal. And in a lot of countries, I believe the U S is one of the only countries in the world that, we actually have to have laws on the book to <laughs> right? women to be able to breastfeed. And I think that's just ludicrous. It's, it, it really just kind of, I can't wrap my head around that. Uh, for me, it started the first time we were going to go out of the house, you know, and I was excited. We're finally going to take the baby out. And as a dad, it's kind of like, it's, it's like when you get that new car, you know, you want to take it out so your friends see it. And I was excited. I wanted <laughs> to show my baby and my wife, like, we got to be back by, you know, in two hours because I have to feed Sophia and I don't want to go out there. She was literally having some anxiety when it came to that. And 
me, armed with the knowledge that I had now about breastfeeding and how to help her, I, you know, I looked at her in the eye and I said, no, we're not doing that. And nobody's going to make you feel ashamed for doing what you're doing. At that point, it just kind of made me realize, too, that there's this over-sexualization of women in general when it comes to this country, and there's so many double standards when it comes to that. We can walk to the mall and see, uh, um, you know, stores that have advertising, you know, that are very provocative, and that's okay. We'll walk into those stores with our sons and our daughters, and nobody's going to go into the manager and say, hey, you need to pull that down because it's offensive. Whereas a woman who wants to sit down, if she's nursing covered or, you know, she's not, she's choosing not to cover, they're getting looked at at half the time asking, can you go to the bathroom? Can you go out into another place? Can, you know, and they're making it seem like it's something that is completely immoral or immodest or just not modest. And so for me, um, destigmatizing public breastfeeding became just a very crucial, uh, part of what Project Breastfeeding um, entails. And that's why I also chose to use fathers in those photos because I believe that we live in a day and age where, you know, we're just surrounded by so many amazing things that we look at, whether it's movies or shows and special effects. And I said, well, what's the most visually striking thing that I can do to help this? And I said, if, if dads would come on board and say, hey, if I could do this, I would get that machismo out of it, um, educate those men, their women and their wives are going to feel empowered to go out and say, hey, my husband has my back. I'm going to do, I'm going to focus on feeding my child. And if anybody comes in, and I know if anybody came to my wife and said something, I'm just going to give them that look, you know, that means stay away. (laughs) That is a big goal of mine. But I, I believe that if you have educated men, then you will have empowered women. And with educated men and empowered women, the whole stigma of, of, of just breastfeeding in public goes away. The problem's no longer there. Absolutely. So um, I, for the dads in the room, so did you? how did you feel about breastfeeding in public before your baby was born? Did you talk about nursing in public with your wives before you ventured out? Um, or had you even really thought about it before? David, how about you first? Um, I, we, we had talked about it, and it was something that we had, we had both wanted. My, my mother, she works for a university up in the Bay Area, and, and that's one of the things that she specializes in is prenatal care. And so I grew up understanding, hey, this is how things are, and, and it's, it's a very good thing for you. And especially, like, for the good portion of while Jenna was pregnant, I was in Africa, and in the different countries that I saw, it was completely normal. And it, nobody cared. No, it was just, you know, like going and buying something at the store. It, nobody cared. And uh, when we came back to this, when I came back to the states, and after we had her, I remember we were at a chocolatier place in in Vegas, and Jenna was feeding Scarlett, and the the lady behind the counter was like, "Oh, well, you know, can you can you please cover up, or you know, that th- that's not okay. Can you? We have a bathroom if that's okay." And, mm-hmm. And I just remember being like, why do you, what is it, if this offends you that much, then, I mean, it, it, it's something that's supposed to be done, naturally. It, I don't know how else to explain this to you other than babies are supposed to have milk and <laughs> they get their milk from other mothers, and that's across the board. What did, what did the person say to you? Uh, she, she was just, uh, 
the look of shock on her face of just like when she told my wife to you know can you please do that somewhere else and my wife just was like nope not happening <laughs> <laughs> the, the look of awe on her face was like because <gasps> you know where we were at was it was more of a conservative place it wasn't like san diego or, or the bay area or california in general where you can go around and do that and nobody's going to say anything to you because it's completely normal yeah. whereas you start going into the, like the the other states or the other just another city where it's not commonplace to wear a baby or you know breastfeed your kid it it, a little bit different oh yeah it's funny though that you were in vegas (laughs) i mean i know what's up boobs (laughs) (laughs) step out on the strip and tell me what you see i know they don't call it the strip for nothing um (laughs) how about you adam how'd you feel about did you have any thoughts about it before um I think we had just talked about, you know, kind of whatever you're comfortable with, feel free to do. And and I'm not sure we even really knew, like, what approach we wanted to take. But um, I just remember after having so much trouble breastfeeding from the beginning, I was like, why add anything that would be, that, that would make it even more cumbersome? And and I think as a society, we're, we're too weirdly sensitive about all the wrong things. And so I'm just... I don't know. My 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 mentality is just get over yourself and let people do what they want. <laughs> <laughs> and for the moms in the room, when you first nursed in public, did you find that you needed support from your partner and and how important was that support to you? Uh, Chelsea. Um I think I definitely did just because like I said I was so stressed by everything and so um, originally when I started feeding him when we went out I had like a cover on which was just like the worst idea ever because Addison is just extremely wiggly from the start has never been like a calm baby so <laughs> um, you know he was trying to pull it off and rip it down or he would get so hot in it that he'd fall asleep and so here I am struggling and like trying to see his latch and I'm just like this is so difficult mm-hmm. and I remember talking to Adam about it and just kept saying like it's so hard and he's like well then like don't wear the cover it's fine like don't worry about it and I was like well but what will people think you know everything's just me hanging out there and he's like well you know whatever whatever you want to do but um like just don't worry about it and so um I remember the first time that I tried doing it without the cover we were actually at our friend's house and Adam came in the room and he was just like, Chelsea is going to feed Addison without the cover on. So just, you know, if nice. you don't like it, get over it. <laughs> but that's just what's happening right now. And or, so. Or take a good um, look. <laughs> <laughs> and they were totally fine with it. They were just like, oh, yeah, you know, okay, whatever. And I think that that helped really just ease things. I was like, okay, I can do this. And it was so much easier because he wasn't flailing around under this cover. And I wasn't like, oh, no, he's, you know, I can't see what his mouth looks like to know if he's going to like just totally destroy me or not like what's going on so it just made it so much easier and be like I don't have to worry about this thing anymore that's awesome how about you Jenna I had very similar experiences with the cover and she wanted to kick it off and wanted to look at everything and be everywhere except for the boob (laughs) um but it I I felt like I was juggling so many things and in the beginning when we went out we had an nest so we had the syringe we had the tube we had the water bottle to clean both we had everything going on and it had to be like strapped just the right way and I couldn't do it by myself. I had her and a bag and there was just too much stuff going on. So to have him there to help with that and then play like goalie while all these people are either looking or I mean you just don't see 
that enough. You don't see people just whipping it out and being like, my kid's got to eat. I'm sorry. Just go away or look somewhere else. I remember we were at Viejas Casino Outlets and people just kept like stopping in front of the bench and just staring and he would just give them that face that Hector was talking about. He's like, just go away. I mean, you could look, but at least be nice and somewhat supportive of it and be like, yeah, good job, rock on. But no, they were just staring in all the wrong ways. <laughs> so it I was think, really integral to have him there. I think Chelsea had a coworker that said uh, kind of strangely, oh, I wish I could be there right now. And it was like <laughs> kind of an awkward, awkward moment. Yeah. <laughs> MJ, you had something you wanted to add? Yeah, and we have uh, um, one of our virtual panelists, um, Adriana Anderson. She says that um, partner support and when you're nursing in public is very important. Um, he stays next to me like a bodyguard <laughs> for the first few times. Um, he would recover me with the cover when the cover fell, but now at six months we don't cover, and he knows I can handle it by myself. Awesome. So, what yeah. were you going to say, Hector? Well, I think, you know... You really have to be looking if you want to see something. I mean, it, I mean, you literally have to be standing over a person to say, hey, I, I can see something. Um, my wife has got, and honestly, women become pros at it. Like, <laughs> you know, they, they, my wife can put my daughter in a, in a front carrier and, you know, breastfeed her without a problem. And unless you are, like I said, unless you stop and you're literally trying to, to, to peek, uh, get a peek in, um, you're not going to see anything. It really is something that, uh, you know, people just make this huge deal about it. Um, and, and I just, I don't get it. And then we had the same issues the first time we went out. We've had one person say something. And um, we live in a smaller town. I mean, I'm originally from Southern California. I grew up in Orange County. And, um, but where I live now, it's a smaller town. And so I've become the, you know, breastfeeding dad so everybody knows me now so we're safe in this we're safe in this town um when we go anywhere you know people and actually people here in this town because of this project have gotten the hint we had a uh, i got an email yesterday from one of uh one of the women that like our page and is a big fan of the of the project here and she was telling us that she was at her local grocery store and she um, decided to breastfeed. She usually uses a cover. She goes, I forgot it in the car. My baby was crying. And it was either put, leave the cart there with everything that I had just done and go to the car and feed them and come back or just feed them there and then. And she went ahead and did it. She had the swinger on. She put uh, a carrier on, sorry. And she put the baby in the carrier, started breastfeeding. The manager came over and said, can I help you? And he walked around the store with, with the cart, you know, and helping her get the rest of the stuff while she fed the baby. And as soon as it's done, he said, we'll help you to your car. Don't worry, ma'am. And, and so we started to see, at least in our, you know, community here, um, with this project kind of getting out and really uh, impacting our community, that there are changes going on uh, here. We're, we're thinking about even implementing, we've been talking even with our, our city council about maybe inputting a breastfeeding welcome sticker that restaurants and places can put on their um, on their storefronts to let moms know like hey you are welcome here nobody's going to make you feel bad for breastfeeding your child that's awesome well so Hector before we wrap up um, what do you hope to accomplish with project breastfeeding and, and how can we become involved well right now our initial goals are we are trying to get project breastfeeding out to different cities. We want to 
um, make this turn this into a real big billboard campaign. World Breastfeeding Week is August 1st through August 7th, and our major goal is to get out into at least 15 major markets, and we'd love to come out, you know, San Diego, L.A., San Francisco, which are some major markets, um, New York, Nashville, uh, Atlanta, and do some shoots there. Get some somebody if we can get – we're looking for sponsors. We're looking for people that are willing to host these shoots and help sponsor them um, so that we can come out there. We're looking for people to be willing to be photographed. Dads, if you guys are willing to come in, take your shirt off, hold your baby, and say, hey, if I could do this, I would. Um, we need that. <laughs> uh, and we, So right now, that's our major goal, and we're, we're, we're hoping to roll that out um, soon. Right now, I'm working on a couple of, of cities that are coming up. And so, but we need a lot of uh, help to do that. This has been 100%. Um, it's being ran by volunteers. I've got a group of, of people that have been helping me really with this project. And financially, that's where we need the help. Um, we're in the process of trying to get a nonprofit because, again, the ultimate goal is to start an organization that will um, offer breastfeeding support classes for for fathers and for families, because really breastfeeding is a family affair. It's not just the mom's responsibility. Um, and if you have teenagers, if you've got, you know, kids or older kids or people that live in your house with you outside of just your spouse, um, they could definitely benefit from knowing how to uh, help the mom and the child. So <clears throat> that's our ultimate goal right now. We've got our Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash project breastfeeding. And we're also raising funds through that page. You can actually click. There are tabs on there that will take you to our GoFundMe page and through PayPal if people prefer PayPal so that they can donate and help us get to other cities. That's our major uh, goal right now is just get to other cities and make this a national campaign. Well, very cool, Hector. We are so thrilled that we were able to have you on the show. So thank you so much. And to our panelists in the studio as well, it was an absolute pleasure to have you in the show and for you sharing your experiences um, and for Hector sharing about this new amazing venture called Project Breastfeeding. Thank you. Um, for our Boob Group Club, yeah, for our Boob Group Club members, our conversation will continue after the end of the show as Hector will discuss his top five tips for partners to prepare for the new baby. For more information on our Boob Group Club, Club, please visit our website at theboobgroup.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before we wrap things up, here's Wendy Wright talking about breastfeeding tips for the working mom. Hi, Boob Group listeners. I'm Wendy Wright, an internationally board-certified lactation consultant and owner of Lactation Navigation in Palo Alto, California. I'm here to answer some of your most common questions about returning to work as a breastfeeding mother, such as, what are the rules for milk storage? Milk storage is a difficult concept. Um, we pump during the day, and then we need to store our milk in order to provide it the next day for our infants. Let me summarize a general guideline for milk storage. Room temperature milk can be stored for up to 10 hours at room temperature. 
milk is very, very stable. If you know you're going to be near a refrigerator, if you have refrigeration available, of course that's a better alternative than room temperature. However, sometimes on the work site, um, refrigeration is not available. Maybe you forgot your ice pack that day. I just want you to know that it will be stable for up to 10 hours so you'll not have to throw it away throughout the day as you pump. I also would like to let you know that in the refrigerator, milk can be kept up to eight days. Again, if we know we're going to freeze it soon, let's get it in the freezer right away. But if you find a bottle of milk in your refrigerator that's three or four days old, feel 100% certain that you can absolutely feed that to your baby. Room temperature, 10 hours, refrigeration, eight days. And then in the freezer, up three to four months. So keep in mind, we avoid storing our milk in the door of the freezer and try to have it back in the center where the temperature varies less and where it is colder. And again, three to four months, all bags should be labeled with the Sharpie date of pumping, and that way you'll know exactly when that milk is expired. Containers to use for milk storage can be plastic or glass. Um, they can be hard-sided or soft-sided, well-fitting tops, or the freezer milk bags are excellent, um, offered by many different brands. It's best to freeze milk flat in the bottom of your freezer, and then you can stand it up like a deck of cards, and it will take a lot less space in each of your freezer or refrigerator areas. In order to warm milk, simply thaw or warm it under running water, Swirl gently to combine the low-fat and the high-fat milk. And remember, never use a microwave on breast milk. The last thing I'd like to mention is a storage schedule that you can work in to your daily pumping routine. For example, Sunday night, pull milk out of the freezer and thaw it overnight for a baby to drink on Monday when you're not together. Monday, pump milk to provide to the baby on Tuesday by simply refrigerating overnight. Tuesday's milk that is pumped feeds the baby on Wednesday. Wednesday's milk feeds baby on Thursday. Thursday's milk feeds baby on Friday. And then Friday's milk is brought home, packaged and frozen, breastfeed all weekend directly from the breast. And then again, Sunday night, you can take your oldest milk out of your freezer and provide it for the baby on Monday morning. This way, baby's only receiving frozen milk once a week Fresh is best, if at all possible, and we're not only rotating our refrigerator, but our freezer supply. Also need to mention that once milk is thawed from the freezer, it can be refrigerated for up to 24 hours and must be consumed within 24 hours, otherwise it should be discarded. I hope you found that helpful. Thanks so much for listening. Visit www.lactationnav.com for more great information about my business, Lactation Navigation. And be sure to listen to the Boob Group for fantastic conversations about breastfeeding and breastfeeding support. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to The Boob Group. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents. Our show, Parent Savers, for moms and dads with newborns, infants, and toddlers. And our brand new show, Twin Talks, that's for parents with twins. Thanks for listening to The Boob Group, your judgment-free breastfeeding resource. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. 
While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.